so content i mean more and more firms are doing it right now it's not like it's uh if you're not doing it you've been left behind kind of mm. thing now right so you've got to be on that content builds brands brand builds leverage mm. and leverage builds demand right so so that's like the kind of flow and it's it's it's, it's incredibly impactful and there's many platforms you can do it on and Welcome to the All In Recruitment Podcast by Manatel, where we explore best practices, learnings, and trends with leaders in the recruitment space. If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and Spotify to stay tuned for our weekly episodes. My name is Lydia, and joining us today is Lewis Malley, founder and CEO of Bentley Lewis. Welcome, Lewis, and thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Lydia. So tell us about the mission and maybe some of the goals behind Bentley Lewis as a recruitment firm. I see that an area of focus there is to build sustainable relationships with clients. So what does that entail? Um, so there's a few things. I think I think going back to like our, our mission, mm-hmm. um, as cheesy as it might sound, we want to just help make the world a little bit better one placement at a time. I think being a, a recruiter, you know, we do exec search, we... We focus on senior leadership roles. You know, I think it's really important to remember that you're dealing with humans and their lives and and they earn money and happiness and all, all of these kind of things. I think it's important to behave in the right way and be human. And, and so for me, that's like our driving thing, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to be good humans. You're not just placing a resume or a CV or piece of paper. You're, you're finding, you're connecting humans together. Right. And, and I think that's super powerful. And, and for me, it just, that stems into everything that we, that we do. So, you know, building client relationships, um, you know, our business <laughs> recruiting is, is a P2P business, mm. it's person to person, right? You might be hiring for, I don't know, um, one particular company because, you know, you're friends with this, the HR director, um, they move somewhere else, suddenly recruits for another firm. And so, you know, it's, it's B2B because companies pay us, but the whole game is P2P. I think almost every business is P2P, right? And so you have to focus on building long-term relationships with people. Otherwise, that's it. Like you don't, you're not in business, right? It just doesn't mm. work. And so everything we do, it's about people. Internally, externally, candidates, clients, however, whoever we engage with, for me, like the center thing is be a good human, behave in the right way, and good things happen. Yeah, and and that brings me to an interesting fact about you. You've also you also run two podcasts, right? And you talk to all these recruiters uh, as well. So how's that been coming along for you so far? So I um when I started my business um back in 2010, um uh, I took an advert in the newspaper, like, hey, I'm a great recruiter. Call me 0800 50 50 50. You know, like that's kind of what you did back in the day. Um, suddenly then like social media and content i mean it started earlier than that i started a podcast and we'd started to do content digital content um and and then i started a podcast the original one was called don't take out your phone mm-hmm. because everyone is on their phone all the time you go out with your friends for dinner and they're like glued to their phone um obviously the irony is you kind of listen to a podcast on your phone so anyway that was the kind of the don't take out your phone mm. and it was to generate content so macro content so like long a longish i mean like maybe 45 minute to an hour podcast free form conversations like this with ceos founders mm. 
business leaders about their story and their journey and stuff like that. And, and it started to be transformational for my business. I think content is, is king now, right? Like attention is currency. You want people to see you. And a great way to do that is through content, educational content, like stuff like this, right? Mm -hmm. You guys have a recruiting database and you're doing right. a podcast and all of these stories and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's so powerful, right? So I did that early on. Um, and then we started to build a nice marketing team. And we then started the recruitment show, which is my main podcast mm -hmm. now. And again, we're interviewing um, all sorts of folks, could be chief people officers, CEOs, whoever it might be. And, you know, the topics are work, recruiting, hiring mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And for our business, again, it, it, it just it just it stems into everything we do. And if you think about what I described about building human connection and long relation term relationships and stuff like that, doing it through educational content. It's just such an amazing, powerfully powerful way to do it mm. because you reach so many people. And, um, you know, if, if one piece of content helps someone secure their next role or think about how to negotiate their next salary or leave a job gracefully, whatever it might be, then that's really cool. Um, and it's a way of us staying in front of people mm. um, without having to sell, or do any of those kinds of things, right? Like you're in their mind. And, and so that's how I started it. I love speaking with people. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just, it just ties into all of the things that make me happy and that I enjoy. That's interesting because it's also, I mean, these conversational skills would also go back to how you deal with your clients and your candidates. And they also enrich the business in terms of understanding what these, what the trends might be, what's top of mind for executives, right? So, so in, in, in your view, what might be some of the most significant recruitment trends you've observed this year particularly yeah this year's interesting so so content i mean more and more firms are doing it right now it's not like it's uh if you're not doing it you've been left behind kind of mm. thing now right so you've got to be on that content builds brands brand builds leverage mm. and leverage builds demand right so so that's like the kind of flow and it's, it's 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 incredibly impactful and there's many platforms you can do it on and so i think that's one i think this year if you look globally it's been mm -hmm. a hard year for recruit for the recruitment industry. The year before was probably the best ever, mm -hmm. um, and then suddenly we had um, we had mm -hmm. like the banks, financial services firms struggling, um, tech firms struggling, um, VCs pulling money out of, of of early stage companies. We had like you know a million mm -hmm. things going on in the world for that for the recruitment industry. That's led to I think I read um I read a survey recently on the US. Mm -hmm. recruiting industry and I think on average firms there are down 35 40 percent or so mm -hmm. so I think this year if, if recruitment firms you know sit down and, and look at the numbers and stuff it will be it will go down as a a difficult year um not a dreadful year a bit stodgy I like to call it you know so like some industries are doing better than others some are hiring some aren't it kind of depends where <clears throat> where as a, as a recruiting agency like where you fit you know if you're mm -hmm. focusing just on tech like it would have been a nightmare year for you just on financial services also very tricky um but then other industries have done pretty well like life sciences is you know so it's, it's not like universally terrible but but i'd say on average a difficult year for the recruiting industry then you've got um you've obviously got ai and stuff and you know Technology. firms like yours integrating it into your platforms and it's kind of standard that you have ai baked into recruiting software that can write resumes write your cover sheets 
write emails for you, you, you know, like all of this kind of stuff. So the wonderful thing with this AI stuff for recruiting um, for me is it will probably give my team like, let's say, let's say two hours a day back, mm. maybe more, right? So two hours a day, that's 10 hours a week. How are you going to invest your 10 hours a week? Now you have it back. Um, and so, and so for me, like recruiters need to spend more time doing what they're good at, which is having conversations, human conversations. We can let AI do AI stuff mm-hmm. and automate a lot of the, the manual tasks or the things that have taken a while like writing stuff. And we can focus more on the human things. And I think that's, um, that's a trend I've seen. That's something that we've been doing a lot internally. We've integrated AI into everything we do. The platforms we use all have AI mm-hmm. in and it's uh, it's making us more efficient and stuff. So yeah, they're probably the, the, the biggest ones I've seen. I think there's a lot of micro trends and themes as well. Like I think just off the back of like a difficult year, there are many recruiters and talent acquisition people out of work. A lot lost their jobs this year. Quite a lot of the tech firms have still been making redundancies in TA. So I think overall, like it's it's been difficult. And so like, you know, if you're looking, listen to this and you're out of work, I mean, just stay positive, stay active, network, speak with people, things change, you know? I think we're maybe at the bottom, it's super hard to know because so many things are happening, but I think um, a lot of the clients we speak with, mm-hmm. um, there's some big hiring plans. We already see have seen an uptick this last six weeks in searches. I'm cautiously optimistic about next year. When Q4, which means these these upticks that you talk about um, towards next year and in, in the years after, would that be correct to say? We've had a lot of new exec searches this past mm. couple of months, let's say. Mm. I think with clients, we're coming to the end of the year. So it's going to be variable. Um, you meet with some people and, you know, the financial year, if it ends in December, they'll be paying bonuses. Um, and they'll be getting budgets together and they might not hire until January, Feb, mm-hmm. right? So you've got that. Or actually on the other side of the coin, some companies, they've got their budget and they want to use it and they need to, and they want to hire people now just so they don't use the budget next year. You do see that in some larger firms. So it's really hard to know. Sometimes December for us has been like, the last few Decembers has been like the busiest ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes though, it's not. So it's hard to know coming to the end of this year, mm-hmm. how it will go. Um, people talked about September being busy. It's it's really, it's difficult to know now because I think there's so many things going on in the world that are affecting mm-hmm. business um, and investment and stuff that I think, you know, you can't worry about the things you can't affect. You know, you can only control what you can control. Um, And if you're looking for work, you know, that's having conversations and networking and so forth. Um, And if you're in recruiting, you know, if you're running a firm or you're you're a a consultant in a recruiting firm, do all the good daily activities, you know, reach out, content, great service, you know, get repeat business. All of of the stuff that makes you an awesome recruiter, you'll realise if you've done it in the difficult moments because you'll get the searches from customers. They might not have that many, but you'll get the ones that they have. Um, and so in good times and bad, I think for me, it's all just kind of stemming back to this, like being a good human, you know, always behave in the right way, you know, be honest, straight, upfront, give good advice, be the trusted advisor, mm-hmm. do content, um, be seen as the expert in your field. You know, and you do all of these things regularly for a long period of time. And you just put yourself in a really good spot that you can navigate the tough times 
because there's always tough times and there's always good times it's always you know it's life right mm-hmm. it's always up and down yeah. um once you realize that and you appreciate that and you're comfortable with it you know you can do your thing so you know as you said uh, businesses are you know it's it's not it's not as straightforward as it may have been in the past few years in terms of hiring this year, right? So are there any key elements that form a kind of foundation that builds a strong, sustainable client relationship? This is just basic, like, friendship. Like, for us to be friends, we need to spend time with each other. But I think people often, they move a little bit too much. I think there's real value in in just sticking, sticking to what you do, you know, like be an expert in your field. And, and you can build really good long-term relationship. I started in recruiting in 2006, mm-hmm. five, six. Then I set up my own firm in 2010. So I've been in the game for a while, the same game, you know, and it's got a bit more global and it's expanded into different industries. Obviously I've evolved into, a, into not just an incredible exec search consultant, um, but a CEO, so the role changes. But I'm still recruiting for people that I recruited for in 2006 Mm. like I get a search um I don't know a CFO search from a CEO that I've known for 15 years it's because I've invested time in making friends with people and and the early days um so the early days for me were like 2005 six in London and I started out doing financial services recruiting Mm. and I used to literally march around the streets of London I had about 10 coffees a day I was constantly like caffeinated mm-hmm. like that and uh, and just having coffees with people yeah. day in, day out and a lunch and a breakfast and a dinner. And, and that was, you know, that was it. Like I just spent time with people like all the time and I have a good follow up system and I would, I would reconnect with them every few months and spend time with them and recruit for them and place mm-hmm. them and go out with them. And like in anything, you've got to be patient. And you've got to be prepared to be in it for the long game. And, and that's great because it obviously shows trust. I mean, builds trust to be spending that kind of time with people. And also it's clear that, you know, transparency would also play a role in this, right? Because you're constantly communicating and pushing yourself out there as an expert. But I'm also curious in this regard, when there's this kind of friendship or this kind, this, this sort of um, connection that's been built over time, in instances of, of disputes or maybe some kind of dissatisfaction with uh, a service, how do you approach that? One of the skills I'm trying to teach my kids mm-hmm. um, is having difficult conversations with people. It's what, it's just such a wonderful skill because look at the world right now, right? They find it difficult to have difficult conversations with people without turning into an argument. They find it difficult to work with people that have a different view to them right? Like people talk Mm -hmm. about bring your authentic self to work. They talk about inclusion. When it comes down to it, though, people find it really hard to sit next to someone in a team, knowing that that person fundamentally disagrees with them on something. It's hard, right? Um, Having difficult conversations with, um, so it's a skill. And I Mm. think if you can develop that skill, and you can be a good human, and appreciate that there's many perspectives in life, Right. right? Um, and that could your your perspective on life can be governed by where you've grown up, your religion, your education, etc. But really, like the most powerful thing is to be able to appreciate people's perspectives and have a conversation and listen, because mm-hmm. the only way that we can understand each other is to listen to what you have to say 
not listen to respond, not listen to argue with you, to convince you to my way of thinking is better than yours, but just to understand where you're coming from. It's the same thing with difficult conversations in recruiting. You might have to tell a client that candidates pulled out the interview process or um, they've rejected an offer or actually what you're looking for doesn't really exist. You know, there's some tough conversations you can have. The best recruiters are able to have the conversations. They're not, don't shy away from it. You know, you can sit down, you can back your, your thoughts up, your views up, whatever, with data. There's so much data around now. And you can have a conversation, unemotional. Hey, just to let you know, this is the talent pool. What you're looking for doesn't exist. Let's think about some solutions. You can really do these things in a, diff- in a, in a nice way. And the skill, I've did a few podcasts on this recently, mm-hmm. which I love. It's, it's, it's conversation. Like you, you need, conversation is a skill. To have a conversation is a skill. So this, this skill of conversation is going to set people apart as we move forward I think like um, so if you're going to work on anything this year work on your ability to have conversations and listen listening and so important and that will you'll be able to navigate any difficult conversation any difficult scenario it's just such a it's an under talked about skill in my opinion conversations can happen through many kinds of medium you know you've got digital you've got video you've got in person what would be the right kind of mix in your in your opinion with clients especially yeah for me it's an and game so phone calls work and face-to-face works and video calls work and content works so for me it's all about and right like there's so many things to your point um, and and so like to communicate with people right mm-hmm. so a conversation I talked about just now is one thing um, I can communicate on WhatsApp I can communicate on LinkedIn Facebook TikTok email face-to-face whatever so it's all about and for me and I think people have to try different things mm-hmm. you can find out what works better for you um, and where you want to focus your time because again, it, we all have 24 hours in a day, right? And you get to choose how you spend them. For me, I, in the recruiting industry, like I want to be spending my time making friends, getting to know people. Um, you know, I'd rather spend my two hours, extra two hours a day, mm-hmm. having formal phone calls or video calls, or maybe someone wants to meet me for lunch, or I spend it with my team. You know, it's the same, like whether it's team or client or candidate, I spend it with people. You know, like for me now leading a company, um, I like to spend time with my people. We're a fully remote recruiting firm. We have people all over the world and I give them my trust off the bat and they Mm -hmm. can spend their time how they wish. It's about output, not time. It's not like you've got to be in at eight o'clock and you can't leave until six. Like, you know, it's, it's, I trust you. We know where we're at. We know what, where we're headed and you choose to how you spend your time and then we can measure how well it's working and what we can do to change or whatever. And it's great that you've got technology already within the processes in your recruitment firm, as you, as you talked about earlier, right? AI is everywhere and it's sped up the process and it's given you more time. So what are maybe some of the early or some of those tools or technologies that you've started using, whether it's dealing with clients or dealing with candidates? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think we have... Um, we use Google Workspace, um, which is wonderful. And it's been great because I've been able to build a global 
remote team and we stay connected um, through video, through chats. So uh, the Google, Google has spaces, which is like a Slack, like Slack channels, mm-hmm. chats. Um, so that technology, I think for me is wonderful. And it's just a COVID accelerated it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you have Zoom. I mean, Zoom didn't even exist pre-COVID. Right now it's a verb in the dictionary or something. I don't know. Right. Um, then you've got Google, then you've got Microsoft and stuff like that, which has been great. Um, we obviously, LinkedIn has been like a crazy, um, crazily successful mm-hmm. platform for recruiters and work and to find jobs and so if you're just like tapping away like start to maybe have some video calls with folks maybe even pick up the telephone and just implement other things because there's ways many ways to communicate but linkedin as a, as a platform um is, is great like most people are on there um for recruiting for social it's great as well mm-hmm. um and then we have um you know there's recruiting databases obviously yours is one and um you know, and every recruiting firm has a has a database of some sort, um, and that's kind of it. You know, yeah. um, you don't need a huge amount of stuff. It's all web based. You don't need servers anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just um, you can set up a quite a frictionless company nowadays, global company with all of these mm-hmm. things. So it's really good. So you've got team members, or you've got uh, people working with the firm who are based. Uh, in various parts of the world, as you said, right? And they're all remote. And going back to the database or the talent pool or the pipeline that you have, right? What sort of methods do you use or any best practices to, to keep that updated? You know, I think you've got to select the right database. Because again, if you don't have the right database and it's not easy to use, your team won't use it. And actually the aim isn't to just, I mean, for me, like the database isn't to police my, my team. We're doing exec search. And so really we want to, we want to be delivering great work for clients and we could be using the database to source people. We could use LinkedIn, mm. many, many other places to source and we do bespoke stuff. So the aim isn't just to keep this database updated. It's to, it's to deliver great work for clients. All of this technology is, 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 you know, in the background, um, making us hopefully give a five-star service to customers, yeah. which is finding people, setting them, interviewing them, all of that stuff. So, yeah, there's no other there's no other tech that we would use to ensure that our database is is good. I mean, I think it's just about selecting the right one, mm-hmm. making sure it has the right tools that my team want to use, and that they use it. Um, and again, for me, it's like you know, back to this conversation. I'm like listening to my team, and if they're not using it, or if it's not good to use and whatever, they'll lean out, and I'm mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm cool with that. And you have to think about well, you know, what do we what do we need? Because you need something right. that people will use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes back to also um, the kinds of, you know, what are the traits or what sort of skill set should a recruiter today have in order to be successful if they're starting out today? In yeah, so for me, I've got this phrase and it's not mine. I'd love to have it as my own uh, my own quote, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's called uh, batteries included. So I want to I wanna find someone that is an A-plus human that loves recruiting, that has an open mindset, so wants to learn and develop and grow and stuff like that. If they've got those three things, then 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 we're like, they've got batteries included. So they're ready to go and they're mm. ready to learn and develop and grow. And that's it. Like, that's it. Those three things is what we're looking for from someone entering into recruiting. If they're more experienced and they want to lead a function or, or do business development, grow an area, then maybe you kind of, you also have a, you know, they need to have a decent network. 
So, you know, if you're, to my point, if you've got to be in the game for a while, if you're in the game for a while, you build up a good network. And then suddenly when you're ready to build something and do business development, you have a, a following of people. So, but for me, like number one is this A plus human. Hmm. Uh, and I'd much rather hire an A plus human with B minus skills than a C plus human with A plus skills. What is an A plus human? Kind, empathetic, hmm. considerate, honest, open, there for you. Um, you know, like when the going gets tough, they're the people you want next to you in the trenches. You know, those people that will be there for you when it's good, be there hmm. for you when it's bad, and you can rely on them. Mm -hmm. people that can be relied upon and people that will go far in life you know be there for people they'll be there for you they're the people you want in your team so what advice would you give someone who is starting out in recruitment today patience be patient um and i know a lot of people end that you fall into recruiting right mm. like no one no one dreams about being a recruiter when they're growing up right often you'll just land into it or you're good at sales. Mm. And so you're, you're, you know, like some large recruiter will want someone with sales experience and whatever. You'll end up in, in it. For me, it's about trying things. I tried a few different things before I ended up doing what mm -hmm. I do now. I did chemistry. I worked in, I started my own fashion business. I worked in manufacturing. I got into recruiting a bit later. Thank you so much for your time Pleasure. and these wonderful insights. And so I hope you find the, uh, a human being that you're looking for and a person that you're looking for. So all the best with that. But before we end, do drop us your contact details and then you have your podcast. Maybe you can talk about that and also your your LinkedIn. Where can people find you if they want to pick up a conversation? Thank you. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me on. Um, you've got a wonderful podcast and great questions and really insightful. So thank you so much. Um, my podcast is called The Recruitment Show and you can find it anywhere you listen to a podcast so we're on spotify apple Podcasts, and stuff um we're on youtube we have bentley lewis youtube channel so you can see all of the content there and then i'm on linkedin so lewis Malay. feel free to connect with me feel free to dm me and um yeah hope you found all the stuff the content helpful and and everything and, and lydia thanks again so much for inviting me yeah, it's been a pleasure lewis thank you so much for your time and we have been in conversation with Lewis Malley from Bentley Lewis. Thank you for joining us. And remember to subscribe to stay tuned for more weekly episodes from All In The Truth.